0: Hello, welcome, one and all, to episode seven of our At Least You Didn't podcast.
1: I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland. Caroline, you started that off really seductively. Did I? It was really, um... Hello. Really captivating, actually.
0: Welcome and then it went downhill didn't it yeah and suddenly suddenly you hear the stories in this podcast and you realize not captivating at all uh, and that's because our podcast is just full of tales of woe of the terrible terrible mishaps we've found ourselves in
1: of which there are many 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 and the the most amazing thing that has happened since launching this podcast is that you have been getting in touch with your stories as well oh. And we've got one on tonight's episode, haven't we, Caroline? We have from a guy named Harry who... Oh, yeah. I think it's safe to say has
0: had the worst experience ever at a Christmas party. He had an absolute shocker. (laughs) If you would like to get in contact with your stories, uh, you can find us on the socials, Instagram or Facebook. Just search for At Least You Didn't. And uh, there's loads of stuff there too, loads of behind the scenes stuff. And there is pictures of other misdemeanours that we've found ourselves involved in too. Just to, in case you don't get your, your fix on a weekly basis, we just like
1: to, you know, pepper it through throughout the week as well. we get to you like that, aren't we? You're welcome. I'll explain how the podcast works, shall I, Caroline? Let's do it. Basically, we realised when we met at a radio station quite a few years ago now that we are just complete embarrassments, basically. (laughs) And over lockdown, we found that we were just telling each other all of these horrendous tales and they all started with, at least you didn't. So we thought, why hide them away from the world? Let your freak flag fly exactly it would almost be a crime it would it would so we decided to put them in a podcast and the way we decided to do that was to write down all of our terrible embarrassing stories on little tiny pieces of paper put them in a bag send each other our bags and then crack open a bottle of gin (laughs) jump on a zoom we all do that don't we these days should we jump on a zoom Let's jump on a Zoom. We jumped on a Zoom, we hit record and then we produced a podcast for your listening displeasure. You are welcome. Coming up on this week's podcast, at least you didn't third wheel your parents, flirt with a completely inappropriate person on more than one occasion, or send the worst drunken text
0: ever, warning it was to a member of a legitimate boy band.
1: (laughs) Oh, you will definitely want a pair of headphones for that story. (laughs) You've got children (laughs) around. You've been warned. At least you didn't kick a baby. I tried to snog the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin menu knickers. It could be worse. At least you didn't. Third wheel, your parents.
0: Oh, man. You know that scene from Bridget Jones's diary when she's crying on the sofa and she's in pyjamas and she's eating ice, ice cream? Ice cream,
1: all by yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that would have been a welcome relief. <laughs> oh, no. So I'd been going out with this guy for like two, three years and two days before Valentine's Day, he dumped me. Oh, what a piece of work. What a piece of work. I was heartbroken like oh, absolutely Caroline. crushed I was at university how old were you uh, so I was 20 something like that um 1920 something like that and my university was only about 15 miles away from my parents house um but I went into halls right. anyway because you know hashtag student life um but yeah. all of my friends were all in relationships. It was the first time ever oh, that everybody was in a relationship.
1: That is so inconsiderate when friends do that. They should leave at least one to be with you.
0: Exactly. And they were all going out and all and, and some of them were like, oh no, it's fine. Like we could just stay no, you go, you go. It's fine. And so I thought I'll just I'll do that Bridget Jones thing. I'll just get in my pyjamas, I'll just watch some films and I'll just cry. And it'll be fine. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I'll do. Um and then about half past seven There's a knock on my bedroom door. Okay. And it's my mum and dad. (gasps) Aww. And don't ah, okay? This is one of those things where they had the best intention. (laughs) So my mum and dad figured I might be a bit sad. So to cheer me up, they said, come on, get some proper clothes on. You're coming out with us.
1: Oh, bless them. But no, no, thank you, Mum and Dad. I'm going to stay in with my ice cream and my sadness.
0: Yeah, no. So it's actual Valentine's Day. (laughs) And we go to this restaurant that my Mum and Dad had booked, obviously, just for themselves (gasps) for Valentine's Day. They hadn't called ahead. So when we got there, the waitress is a bit surprised there were three of us. So that was hideous. Oh, no. um, so the um, the waitress went, oh, I'll see if I can find a chair. We're fully booked. So I can't change a table. God. So we're on a table for two. There's not even a spare chair, Annabelle. Oh, There's no. not even a spare chair. That
1: is tragic. So
0: she finds a stool from upstairs somewhere. And oh, she brings tell this stool down.
1: on the stool. No, I
0: sit on the stool. Oh. So I'm sat on the oh. stool in between my mum and dad on a table for two um, and they bring the, the menu over and she just says, the well, way she just says, I'm so sorry, all the dishes on the menu are for two. <laughs> oh my
1: so God. So it's meant to be like
0: a really romantic thing where you choose a starter you to share. share, a main course to share, a dessert to share.
1: You basically third wheeled your own parents. I
0: third wheeled my own parents. Yeah.
1: I wonder if they did anything later that night. Oh, Annabelle was... No, but I wonder whether you'd weirded them out enough. Or whether they still, you know, the passions were still you alive.
0: They're divorced now, so I don't have to think about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Da-da-da-da-da-da>. <laughs>
0: At least you didn't flirt with an inappropriate person on more than one occasion.
1: Okay, I wrote this one down in this way because there's kind of like a recurring theme in my life. (laughs) Okay. All in, Annabelle. (laughs) (laughs) When I fall, I fall hard, okay? Okay. (laughs) So I was thinking the other day about my doctor...
0: Oh, no.
1: At the moment, I've got a frozen shoulder. Okay, it is really annoying.
0: I just need some warm hands to just... just They're just there, doctor. They're just... Oh, Oh. down a bit. Down a bit. Down a bit.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. So this shoulder is really painful. Okay, it started at the beginning of the first lockdown. So March 2020, I just woke up one day, couldn't lift my arm up. And I was like, what's this about? I left it for like five months just thinking, oh, it'll get better at some just point. Just thinking, I've got another one. So just being greedy. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just become left-handed for a while. No problem. <laughs> anyway, it got to like, I think it was like August or something that I just decided, actually, this is ridiculous. I'm basically just going about my life one-handed. And as a person who has always had two hands, it was a bit of a transition for me. And it was taking its toll. So I was getting fed up of the pain, waking me up at night, I booked an appointment and the doctor said I could go because they were just doing like telephone appointments, but the doctor called me back and said, Annabelle, I think you should come in. Annabelle, he called you back because he's a doctor and that's his job. No, he wanted to see me, Caroline. He could tell that there was something about me in my email that he just needed to know more. (laughs) So I went to the doctor's. Yeah, I wasn't really expecting to feel the way I did. (laughs) Annabelle, I wasn't expecting to fall in love. Annabelle, don't be so ridiculous. <laughs> no, I didn't fall in love, but I basically just in lust. Totally forgot what it's like to be in the company of a male, an adult male human <laughs> being. And he called. I was sat in the waiting room, and he called me in, and he ca- and he came out into the waiting room, which I think is a really nice touch when a doctor <laughs> do that. And I bet he doesn't do it for everyone.
0: But was that because the intercom was broken?
1: No, it's because there's something about me from my email and right just yeah yeah so he came into the waiting room and he just said in his deep voice Annabelle Buckland and I just looked up and I was just like hello <laughs> yes <laughs> I froze it wasn't just the frozen <laughs> shoulder that was the problem Annabelle and I just kind of it took me a, a, a couple of seconds to kind of like you know come to And then I hopped up and skipped off behind him back to his room. Annoyingly, he had one of these, um, what they called, interns in with him learning how to do doctoring.
0: Annoyingly, he was um, there to do his job and do his job only.
1: He was flipping third wheeling on my appointment with my doctor.
0: Annabelle, how many times have you seen this doctor since?
1: (laughs) No, I, I, I haven't been back. I promise you I haven't been back. I'm not allowed. (laughs) I'm not allowed because of lockdown, not because, you know, I...
0: Okay, so, so far it's (laughs) relatively controlled.
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's all going on in my head, though. Anyway, he sat me down. Well, I sat myself down. He invited me to sit down. He didn't push me on the chair. (laughs) Annabelle.
0: (laughs) I wonder if he knows. Like, I wonder if, if he's oblivious and just thinks... There's another patient, or if he's like, oh god, she's so weird, she's well into me.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I always find it really hard to tell what men think of me. Mm. So yeah, he sat me down. I, no, I sat myself down. Yeah. I don't want you to think that he like
2: yeah, he okay. physically sat me. I
0: presume a you registered the doctor. Phrase? Yeah, said take a seat, <laughs> and you sat down. Yeah. I understand the phrase, my
1: God. So he had to like examine my shoulder and ascertain whether it was, you know, what it was. It was that this was the appointment I discovered it was a frozen shoulder. I didn't know that that was a thing. Anyway, he did all these tests and to do these tests, he had to, you know, touch my arm. And because of social distancing and also being a single person, I've not been touched by anyone, let
0: alone... A man. I can't laugh at this. This makes you feel a bit sad, Annabelle.
1: It was just a bit like, it was a bit of a thrill. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, right, I can't laugh. <laughs> and what was really embarrassing was so it was like the the height of the summer, and I knew that he was going to need to look at my arm. So i just worn a vest top and trousers. And trousers. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Modesty on the top, free as a bird down below. <laughs> and nothing's frozen down there, my friend. <laughs> So he, and the first time that he sort of like laid his hand on my shoulder, I got goosebumps. All of the hairs on my arms stood up and I was so scared that he was going to notice. Of course he would. He's and looking he, at your arms. He must have seen that. It was electric, Caroline, let me <laughs> tell you. And then. Oh God, there's more. He gave me a steroid injection.
0: Wow. Oh, this you know what, there's nothing sexier than a steroid injection. <laughs>
1: Right, yeah. When I stood up after the injection, I felt really faint, so I had to sit back down again. And I considered, when I went to stand back up again, I considered accidentally feeling faint for a second time and <laughs> needing to spend more time in his, his surgery, but then a big uh, a big pang of self-respect washed <laughs> over me and I left. <laughs> oh, thank God there was still some left. Do you know what's also um, a bit messed up is that when I was about 16... I went to the doctor and he was my doctor when I was 16 and he was a bit mean to me and I think that just increased the tension. <laughs> <laughs> but Caroline, the thing is, this is not just limited to doctors. I just get inappropriate feelings for inappropriate people because when my godson got christened, my not god, the vicar Oh, Annabelle. Was stunning. Like, I am I am being serious like you're something like from a sitcom where like the the person you're not meant to fancy is actually smoking. He was like tall, really dark hair, dark eyes, strong jawline. I had to ignore the robes, but I could get past that. And I got the goosebumps thing again because in the ceremony, you have to like you have to hold candles and you have to pass things around the big um concrete bath. Annabelle, What's the big called? concrete the pulpit. Bath. pulpit? <laughs> 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 the font. Yes, the font. Anyway, so me and the vicar were just, you know, just chilling by the font with some other people and <laughs> some baby dressed put in a dress, and um, his hand grazed my hand as he passed some, passed me some book or something that I had to read from. Was and, it the Bible? Um, <laughs> so- <laughs> I don't think it was. I think it was like some little pamphlet. Okay. Something. I don't. Caroline, I wasn't paying attention to the mise-en-scene, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And I reme—I distinctly remember, it was a few years ago now, but I distinctly remember thinking that I wouldn't spend too much time at the after party. Is there a, spe- a special name? Pe- the Wake of the Christening. Definitely, you don't die. call it that. No, you yeah. definitely don't call it that. And, um... I kept thinking oh, I'll just I'll wait I'll wait around until he turns up and then I'll try and get some sort of, you know, interaction going. With a man uh... who's married to to God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, he didn't come. Apparently it's not normal for priests to go to the after-party of the babies they christen. I was gutted.
0: So basically what we're saying is avoid Weddings, christenings, funerals.
1: Yeah, because I can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. I'm a passionate woman with a lot to give. <laughs> this is less, at least
0: you didn't, and more, at least you don't, because I worried that this is going to continue.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably will. At least you did. Hang on, hang on. You did? Oh, yeah, you did. Oh,
0: you did. We have reached the part of the podcast where we like to feature your stories. It makes us feel less lonely in the world of misdemeanours to hear the terrible things that you have been up to.
1: And Harry has a story that anybody who's ever been in a big social situation and been feeling a little self-conscious and wanting to make a good impression will relate to. It is toe-curling.
0: Let's just call it at least you didn't make a name for yourself at the Christmas party for all the wrong reasons
2: I had just joined this company in September and this was the Christmas party which happens around December time <laughs> and so I didn't, I didn't I hadn't really made my way around this office to make friends and stuff that was just I was the new guy. And this was a fantastic opportunity to make some friends, get to know some people. You know how it is. And I dressed to the nines. I really <laughs> did.
0: What were you wearing? Come on.
2: I was wearing this beautiful blue suit with kind of satin the lapels that go wow. there. Is that what they are? Oh, my Lord. I loved this, this suit. I'm just desperate yeah. to get it out on any occasion. <laughs> the suit.
1: <clears throat> just, to, just to be so.
2: clear. Yeah, it's just these, but you couldn't, I couldn't just wear it to anything because it was, it was, it was a number, you know, you couldn't, I couldn't wear it to, you know, just like a dinner or something. It, it had to be, it had to be an occasion and this was an occasion. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling. I'm mixing, I'm mingling, I'm having a good time. And that is, and that is when the CEO says, let's all gather round. She wants to make a, a, a little speech. This is the first time I've ever seen the CEO with my own two eyes in the flesh. So we're all, uh, we all kind of gather around to the sides of the room and I lean up against the radiator.
1: Nonchalantly. And
2: she's, yeah, kind of, Kind of a, in a mysterious, edgy, cool way is what I'm exactly, going for. Exactly,
1: exactly what I'm picturing, Harry.
2: It's kind of like I'm doing like the James Dean, <laughs> like one leg like up. <laughs> and I'm very inwardly focused. I'm not really listening to what this CEO is saying. I'm just kind of thinking about myself. <laughs> I mean, and... at least you're honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really thinking, what is everyone else thinking about me? Yeah. Because I don't know these people, okay? And I take solace, I take comfort in the delightful warmth of the radiator that I'm leaning up against. <laughs> that I remember very clearly. It was just everyone else was kind of chilly, and I'd managed, to, I'd managed to get a good spot on the wall, let's say. She's talking, she's giving out awards. She starts uh, talking about how well we're doing as a, as a company, all that sort of stuff. And that's when I'm like, actually, I am a little bit hot. But, <laughs> again, it's like, cool guys don't really move. You know, so.
0: <laughs> they just sweat quietly in the corner.
2: Yeah, I decided I I just ride it out. And uh, she's talking about numbers and stuff, and then she starts to introduce some of the new people. I'm not the only new people, so she goes kind of around, and I'm like, oh god, I'm gonna have to like do a little movement or something to like acknowledge because she's gonna point at me, <laughs> and I'm kind of thinking to myself like, what do I do? Do I wave? Do I just like, I, I might, I'm the type of guy that might even go for like a click and point of the fingers. Maybe like, sh- maybe shoot. Maybe I, maybe I just balls out won't react. Maybe that's kind of the play I'm going to go for. But I'm thinking actually, I'm, I'm really hot now. And it's just one area of my back that's really hot. So I kind of reach around, like this is unusually hot. And I bring my hand back around and I look at my hand and it's in severe pain and it's covered in molten plastic and I think that's unusual. (gasps) And that's when I realise I am currently on fire. My my back is on fire. It's burned right through my suit, right through my shirt, right through my undershirt. (gasps) My hand is covered in my favourite suit, okay? (laughs) And I just... And it's just honestly like a film, she's like, and welcome uh, one of our newest people, Harry Radcliffe. And everyone turns to me as I just scream. I just am like... And I run out of the room on fire, like taking off my jacket, throwing it on the floor and stamping on it. But I just, I, I'm right by a corridor, so I make it out I turn. I just kind of go around this wall where I'm still very audible but not very able to see, and you can, I just take off the jacket and start swearing and stomping on it like fuck my hand. Yeah. so. And that was like before we were drinking. Like this happened really early in the night. Well, this was maybe nine o'clock.
0: What did you do for the rest of the evening? Did you stay? It's
2: probably a bit cooler. Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home because I was so upset about this suit. I was really upset about it. Uh, But everyone found it quite funny, to be fair. It did. I was wondering, oh, (laughs) how how am I going to get to know people? How am I going to meet people? It turns out the boy that set himself on fire is a very effective way to spread the word.
1: What an absolute mare of a Christmas party for poor Harry. (laughs) Please do keep on sending us your horrendously embarrassing stories. We take great pleasure in one, knowing that we're not alone and two, sharing them with the rest of the world. You can send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We are at at least you didn't on all of those things.
0: Right. On with the podcast. Make sure you're wearing headphones. At
1: least you didn't drunkenly text a member of a boy band.
0: <laughs> okay. so I worked for a radio station and there was one day a year at this radio station where everybody was given the day off to go out in a massive jolly. It was ludicrous but for whatever reason, once a year the red arrows came and did a flyby and for whatever reason, our radio station gave all staff the day off. and what happened is they would book a restaurant for about 10 a.m in the morning. And we'd go and have a brunch. And this restaurant was always a sea-fronted place. And we'd have the brunch there. We'd stay there. We'd watch the fly pass. We would start drinking at about 10 o'clock in the morning. And by the afternoon, all hell would have broken loose. Yeah. Now, on this particular day, we had a new boss. And this boss was trying to ingratiate himself. And so he said, you can have any drink that you want. And this really cocky person from sales went, I would like a jug of cocktail. And he went, yeah, that's what you want. So all of us individually ordered jugs of cocktails. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. By lunchtime, several people had jumped fully clothed into the hotel swimming pool and by about half one, we'd all been asked to leave. (laughs) We were meant to be going out later that night and it's only half past one, but rather than everyone go back to their own houses, we all went back to one person's house, continued the party there. About four o'clock in the afternoon, we're all absolutely inebriated i do not recommend you know drink cautiously whatever the phrase is don't be don't be an idiot day
1: drinking i love a day drinking session
0: this was very irresponsible um and this guy ross came up with this terrible idea of why don't we put our phones into a pile in the center of the room and then each pick a phone up and just randomly text someone in it right now, everybody else who was there at this point worked in behind-the-scenes jobs. So they had, they worked in, like, sales or making adverts or making jingles. Um, They just had, I'm going to say normal people's telephone numbers in it, but you know what I mean. Whereas I had the telephone numbers of quite a few celebrities that I had done interviews with.
1: Casual. <laughs>
0: Casual. <laughs> just um, drop that in there. Just drop that in there. Um... Anyway, Ross picked up my phone and he texted a member of a boy band, a massive boy band. I'm not going to say who they are.
1: No, 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 no. You can't be doing that.
0: Honestly, I can't. I can't. And you'll find out why. So he texts from my phone, come to my party. That's all he wrote. Now, I had this boy band member's telephone number because I had phoned them a few times to interview them. They wouldn't have had my number. We were absolutely not friends. If we saw each other in a street, which would be very unlikely, um, then there might be a, oh, hi, hi. And that would be it. There'd be no more conversation. We were definitely not friends. And so I thought, there's no way he's going to know who I am. Anyway, he replies and says, why should I come to your party? (laughs) But he spells come, C-U-M.
1: No. Yeah. Uh... Oh, God.
0: Yeah. So.
1: So he's really egging you on.
0: Well, I didn't even have my phone. I'm not saying I was sober enough to suggest this was a bad idea. However, Ross then texts back. (sighs) I'm sorry, mum and dad.
1: (laughs) Do we need a drum roll? Do we need to do we do we need a disclaimer on this part of the podcast? Yeah, if you have got children around you, vacate the premises.
0: If you are a family member of mine or my husband's, just turn this off. Just turn it off, okay? Just stop listening. Um so Ross texting back so you can come on my tits.
1: <gasps> oh my god. And the thing is, you, you would never say that.
0: I would never say that.
1: You, would ne- you just would never say that. That is no. not you. No. So the so, fact that that is in yeah. a thread on a conversation on your phone to a celebrity.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh my God, I want to know who it is. So within
0: seconds, we have a text message back, which says, Where are you? Where's the party? Now, by this point, I think this is hilarious. (laughs) I am well on board. Uh, Everyone thinks it's hilarious. This is the best day any of us have ever had. Um, Obviously, we're not going to give our actual address. And so we just reply with the name of the road, which I think was Wilton Road. So we replied like 22 Wilton Road. um, And they replied, whereabouts? I'm going to come. Anyway, and then... My friend arrived because by this point it's about half past five and she was going to come out with us when she finished work. She'd taken early leave on a Friday. So she walked in and she's like, Hey, what's going on? And I told her and she looked at me and she went, I'm taking you home <laughs> because I was that drunk. And I was like, No, Paz is just having such a fun time and I've, I've just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a girl band, boy band. So it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> Anyway, so she takes me home. And on the way back, she's like, I think you probably need some food. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So we stop off and um, we get a Papa John's massive pizza. She drives me to my flat. I get out of the car. I drop the pizza on the pavement. I sit down. And I just sit there eating gravel pizza. Just picking out the bits of gravel and shoving the rest into my drunken face. (laughs) Annabelle, it's it's not even quarter past six. She ushers me inside. She puts me to bed. And I wake up at, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock in the morning, and my phone's ringing. And I look at my phone, and I can barely, I can barely see it. But I can make out the words... Insert name, brackets, name of the boy band. (laughs) I'm thinking, that's odd. Why would they be calling me? And then suddenly everything from the previous night rushes back.
1: Oh, I hate that feeling. Oh, it
0: was awful. But I thought to myself, if it goes to voicemail hello, you've reached the voicemail of Caroline Verdon. And I'm like, oh my God, then what if they Google me, then they know who I am? What if they speak to my boss? So all this is running through my head. So I have no option but to answer the phone. But obviously I can't hold a conversation. So I just answer and then hang up. And then they call again.
1: Oh no.
0: And I answer and then hang up, and this happens about three times in a row. And then there's a pause, so I think, right, this is my opportunity. I re-record my voicemail message, so I record the voicemail message. So it just goes, leave a message. <laughs> um, <laughs> and within minutes, I get a little ding <laughs> alert to say that I've got a voicemail message. Oh god! And I pick up the message, and it is. Said boy band member. And his wife has seen the text messages. Oh, God. And is furious.
1: Obviously.
0: And can I call him back and explain to his wife that we are not having an affair?
1: I mean... He's the one in the wrong. He was the one that mentioned doing unmentionables. Well, or did your he? Or was resticles. he
0: just? Or was he? J- well, no, that was my friend Ross who sent that. Do you know what I mean?
1: Oh, he texts oh, saying, I'm "Sorry, yeah, sorry." Cut that. Cut that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where did we get to? Um, um.
0: Can I call his wife and explain that we're not having an affair? Oh God! It was. I mean, I am so hungover. I am so unwell. And this is just the worst, the worst voicemail to pick up.
1: Yeah. But you also don't want someone else's divorce on your conscience. Exactly. So obviously you you called, right? No.
0: I'm a, I'm a too what? much of a sketchy cat. I text Annabelle. I text. Okay. I wasn't gonna make a phone call. So I just text and I said, Hi. My name's Sarah. <laughs> so sorry lost my phone last night and just got it back (laughs) i apologize for those messages if they've caused any problems um and then i get a response saying i don't think that was the case so then i reply and i say okay look my name's definitely still sarah um (laughs) But I was at a party, we got drunk, we just sent random text messages to random people. Um, We made up telephone numbers. I don't know who you are. Sorry. Um, And then I get a text message back saying, please can you pick up the phone when it rings? I'm feeling like the worst person alive. Like the worst person. Anyway, my phone rings and there's a woman on the end of it. And she gives me a big lecture about responsibility and inappropriate behaviour and all those things I very much deserve. And it was the worst conversation I've ever had with anyone. And I felt like the size of a pea. Like I just felt horrendous.
1: Because she thinks that you said that naughty thing her partner
0: absolutely So you
1: are having that conversation knowing that that's what she thinks that's you what she said. thinks
0: yeah uh, i oh. think she believed that there was nothing actually going on which obviously there wasn't but hideous anyway fast forward
1: oh my god there's more
0: <laughs> fast forward two three weeks and for work Oh, I had no. to go into London. Oh, no. And we were going up, me and about five people from the office, and we were going up for a big meeting. And we got off the tube. And Ross, the infamous texter, decided he needed some chewing gum. So we went to the little shop that they have at the tube that sells magazines and chewing gum yeah. and stuff like that. And I waited for him outside, and he walked in. And then I heard the loudest laugh I have ever heard in my life and he comes running out with chewing gum <laughs> and a copy of a magazine oh God. Oh no. and on that magazine is wedding pictures from the wedding that has very recently taken place of this boy band member <laughs> and his new wife Which means when this happened, surely, adding the dates together, they must have been on their honeymoon. (sighs) Hideous.
1: You gatecrashed a celebrity's honeymoon with drunken texts.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that is why two things. One... I do my best not to get horrendously drunk and only drink responsibly. And two, celebrities' names are now in my phone under pseudonyms. (laughs) Because it is the only way to be safe.
1: And your voicemail is now, hello, you've got through to the voicemail of not Caroline Vernon. (laughs) I just snogged the vicar. At least you didn't show the bin menu knickers. It could be worse. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. Thank
0: you. (laughs) Yep, Annabelle's lost her mind. Uh, It's standard for the end of the podcast recording sessions. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, If you have a story to share with us, please do. Uh, You can find us on the socials, at least you didn't, on uh, Facebook and on Instagram as well. The more stories you have with us, the more we can laugh.
1: Coming up on next week's episode, at least you didn't, traumatise a tradie,
0: humiliate yourself in front of your mum and your
1: boss in one go, and sustain a lifelong injury on an amusement arcade horse. That's all we've got time for this week. We'll see you next week. I'm Caroline Verdon. I'm Annabelle Buckland. Thank you. <laughs>